This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From our global studios in the Netherlands and Camarilla, California. Welcome to Marketing Geeks, the podcast of podcasts, where we talk about all things marketing and probably too much movies. But we're geeks, so that's okay. You know what? And and our seven listeners like it. We know that because we have seven of them. <laughs> Every time we break through, somebody drops off. And every time somebody drops off, somebody comes on. And we always just stuck at that equilibrium number. But it's okay. Because we are marketing geeks. Marketing geeks. That's right. I am your host, Andro Sturgeon. And Justin Womack. The fabulous, epic Justin Womack. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Marketing Geeks show, and we've got a great program lined up for you. Awesome. That's right. Here we go. Awesome program. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's the show. So, what do we got going on this week, my friend? I'll tell you. You want me to tell you? Tell I'll me. tell you. Yeah, tell uh, me. I'll tell you. So, first of all, I love when you ask. I love when you ask questions and then just tell me. I anyway. do. I know that's that's uh, that's how I roll, man. Like you don't you don't even get to, to answer. <laughs> I got tiger blood. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple things because uh, first of all, we've got a incredible uh webinar coming up first of all that we want to share with you it's a video marketing webinar we are going to go over the fundamentals of video marketing we're going to show you how you can create some awesome videos that look highly professional even if you know nothing about videos i'm going to go over one of those platforms uh kind of an overview of it on this show which is one called adobe spark it's a really cool little uh, platform, and I'll kind of go over the overview of that. We're going to go over a few others on this webinar. It is absolutely free to our seven listeners. 
So uh, space is filling up quickly since there are only seven of you. You have to like uh, we we only have six slots available. So so one of you is going to like have to fight uh, like the last two people kind of like um, Hunger Games. The Dark Knight. Yeah. I think in the Dark Knight where the Joker breaks the pool stick in half and he's like, and we're going to have tryouts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, so we still have – like if you get if you get in right now, the you can just go to the bottom of the uh, description. You'll see the link. Uh, please register. Uh, you could do it by your mobile device of your choice. And uh, yes, join us. We will go – it will be fun. A splendid time will be guaranteed for all. And that again is October the first, two thousand and eighteen, at one thirty p.m. Pacific time. So uh, again, October first, one thirty p.m. Pacific time. If you're in California, that is the correct time. Adjust according to where you are listening to this show. That's right. That's right. So please show up. We want you there. We want you to like us, uh, subscribe, and all that jazz. Um, so please we, like us. Yes, please and, like I, us. and I'm going to go over the one big secret that you need to know in order to make your videos go to number one on YouTube. It will shock you. How was that for a clickbait title? You like that? That was, that was the thing that I am uh, uh, rolling out there, my clickbait title. So um, anyway, we are, uh, yes, welcome to the Marketing Geeks program. I am your host, co-host, Andro Sturgeon. And so we're going to start with some acquisition news. Um, you got something for me, buddy? Sure. Uh, I have a tale of two companies that are battling for relevance again because they have kind of fallen off the map uh, in recent times. We have Sirius XM Radio has agreed to acquire Pandora for a total of $3.5 billion all-stock deal. So that's a, that's a little bit interesting. I... I think I stopped hearing about Sirius XM Radio about 10 years ago. That was about the last time. I think when they signed that deal with Howard Stern, or was that like 15 years ago when that happened? I don't even remember. That was the last time I kind of remember them being like really, really relevant. Uh, and then Pandora was big, like what, in like 2010, 2011? So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. I feel like this is two companies that are on the downslide that are trying to team up and then compete against something like Spotify. Uh, too little, too late, in my opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Siri, I mean, Sirius XM. Uh, I actually had a free uh, trial of that when I uh, had a car that I uh, purchased, and the sound quality. Yeah, I had a car once upon a time wow. before I took the train, um, and the sound quality was terrible. It was really like I didn't like the sound quality. The programs were all kind of boring, um, and the music, the music fidelity. Like I'm kind of a music snob, so. Just the bad sounding quality of the music, uh, it wasn't doing it for me. Uh, as far as Pandora goes, I, I Spotify killed it. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of like, does anyone care about this deal? Is it? It's not like the Netflix Disney deal or the. I'm just sorry, the uh, the 20th Century Fox uh, Disney deal. That's that. It's definitely not that big. It's not like they're sitting on some Marvel movies. So. Um, I, I agree. I think that again, it's, it's, it'd be like if, if Sears bought like JC Penney or something, it'd be like this massive team up. If it happened 20 years earlier, like it would have been some big buzz here, but now too little, too late. Um, two companies that are probably both going under in the next 
five, 10 years. So yeah, moving on. Yeah, but there is another acquisition that actually is relevant to you uh, marketing geeks out there. And that is the uh, the big uh, deal that uh, Marketo ha- was – it's a, a marketing company that has this, their own platform – was just acquired by Adobe. And uh, this is – it was acquired for $4.75 billion with a B dollars. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know Adobe has a uh, a platform called the Marketing Cloud, and they provide a series of analytical tools for marketers to uh, track campaigns and do uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So I think that this is, I mean, they're looking at really creating this whole kind of turnkey solution where you have everything from the content creation all the way to launching the content to uh, tracking how the marketing is going, getting the analytics, and then actually having tools to uh, do email marketing and automation and this sort of thing. So kind of from content creation to actually launching campaigns and tracking them, that's kind of what they're what they're uh, uh, focusing on now. And one of those uh, pieces of uh, software that they offer people is something called Adobe Spark. And uh, in a little bit, I'm going to get into Adobe Spark and what that is. In fact, I can get into that right now uh, because I think that it's kind of relevant. Um, and uh, have you ever used Adobe Spark? Uh, just briefly, um, not not extensively. So go ahead and share about it. Okay. Well, uh, Adobe Spark is a free platform. You can use it yourself, except, uh, of course, like everything else, they have a freemium and a premium version. The premium version comes included in the uh, Creative Cloud. And for those of you who don't know, the Creative Cloud is basically all of the Adobe software that includes Photoshop, Premiere, Adobe After Effects, Lightroom, uh, a whole gamut of other tools that are used for creators uh, Adobe Spark is a platform not unlike, uh, say, Canva, which is one of our favorite uh, platforms, that allows you to create content by using specialty templates. Uh, so the Adobe Spark free version allows you to create some graphics, but they will have a watermark on them. Uh, if you par- are part of the Adobe Creative Cloud family, then you can create a, a bigger array of content with uh, without the watermarks, and uh, you get. Can I? Uh, I want to. I want to offer our. I want to offer our listeners a quick hack on this that I I use for myself anyway. Mm-hmm. If you are a if you're a student and you have a college email address, you have to have like a .edu email address. You can get a massive discount on the Adobe Creative Cloud. So I get the Adobe Creative Cloud for I think it's twenty nine ninety nine a month. Woo. Um, and basically, what I do is I. Commit to taking at least one class a year. So as long as you take one class a year, and Adobe, if you're listening to this, um, it's a different, it's a different Justin Womack that's doing this than than you think. So don't don't cancel me. Um, but if you take one class a year, then you can uh, then you can run this, and you could. There's a lot of thing, a lot of softwares out there that you can get student discounts on. So it's a, it's a pretty cool uh, way of saving a little bit of money. I, I think it's about eighty nine or ninety dollars uh, or, or ninety nine per month to have the entire Adobe Creative uh, suite. So I pay $30 a month. Um, awesome deal. And it's great for, it's offered to educators and students alike. So just an idea. 
Well, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. But personally, I like paying absolute full price for everything and not learning anything. Very, so. very smart. Very I'm smart. Kinda... <laughs> Just so that be a lesson to you, buddy. Um, so uh, Adobe Spark is, is uh, a really cool platform where basically what you can do is it has templates that are available. Uh, you can add a photo, add text, and you can make uh, Instagram posts. You can make Twitter posts. You can make uh, social media posts. Uh, you can also make web pages. So complete uh, uh, magazine web stories that that can uh, be exported and put into your website. Uh, but one of the things that I really like is you have the ability to make video stories. So they have a really neat platform. And if you uh, come to our webinar on uh, October 1st, you will be able to uh, see this in action. And it's a really cool way to make videos on the fly, uh, add text and storyboard them in such a way that you can then turn them around and post them on YouTube. Uh, of course, then I'm going to show you how when you upload them to YouTube, you can keyword them in a certain way so they pop up number one in search results. But you can only do that if you join our webinar, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, yeah, so Adobe Spark is uh, uh, a really cool little unknown platform. A lot of people don't use it, uh, but it's a, it's a great way to create content on the fly and share it through social media platforms. And uh, I will show you how to use it and uh, what you can do with it when you uh, join our webinar. So please join us. So, uh, but with that, uh, you know, Adobe has really started to position itself to be kind of the go to, in, this, in the way that Salesforce is the go-to sales tool for most sales organizations. Uh, Adobe is becoming the content creation distribution and automation platform and now marketing for uh, marketers and now marketing yeah exactly so uh, look out for that and uh, we're going to be excited to have you and I'll, I'll go over that um, but uh, there is some other marketing news that I want to go over which is kind of this is something that affects basically everybody and that is Google has just changed their search algorithm and make things um, a little more refined or they'll they'll throw out some sort of uh, if somebody games the system then they'll change their algorithm so uh, there are about 122 markers that uh, that Google will use in order to kind of get your search results to you in the right way. And through the years, they've changed the algorithms. So things that were uh, able to work and were a sure bet at one point suddenly stopped doing that. There was a couple of times when marketers were using certain tools or certain techniques, and then literally in one night, it was all done. They couldn't do it anymore. And some of these were like initially keyword cramming. So you would have a website with like if the same keyword showed up over and over again, then that site would become number one. And then they figured out that people were gaming that system. So it turned into uh, context and then it turned into new content. Uh, but the latest algorithm shift seems to focus on what they call mobile first. So uh, this is kind of interesting because uh, really what they're looking at is uh, making sure that when you build a website, it's got to be really focused on mobile first indexing. So 
Uh, a lot of people that use webmaster tools lately have been getting these notifications that says that uh, your uh, your site is now available for mobile first indexing. So what that means is that uh, your site needs to make sure that it loads in a certain way, and they have uh, Google has tools available to you uh, that will allow you to make sure that your website loads quickly on a mobile phone. Uh, that it that the content is evenly spaced out, uh, but if it if if your site doesn't show up well on a mobile device, then you are basically losing traction with your SEO rankings. So if you have trouble with this, or you want to know how to get your uh, website, or you want us to, one of our seven listeners out there, want us to just kind of take a look at your website to see how it's indexing, uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to do that for you. Uh, Just take a look at it because I love our seven listeners. But it's it's really interesting because it brings up this greater sort of uh, question which is, uh, does Google have the right to kind of dictate how the internet looks? And this is something that people have been kind of griping about because uh, they kind of set the stage for how we look at the internet these days. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of these changes, like with uh, mobile first, this has been coming down the pipeline for quite some time. We've been reading about this for years, not uh, not even months, years. And we've known that Google was going to, at some point, update their algorithm in two ways. Uh, number one was that they were going to value mobile first um, ahead of desktop because that's where the trends are going. People are on their phones now much more than they're on their desktops or they're on their uh, tablet computers. And then two, uh, they've moved into that secure socket layer. So you have to have an SSL certificate as well and have a secure site. Meaning like if you go to a website, you'll see in the top of the URL, it'll say HTTPS if it's a if it has an SSL certificate, which is, means it's a uh, encrypted secured site. Versus if it says HTTP without an S at the end, it's not secure. And that's another thing that Google um, Google values having that uh, SSL certificate ahead of websites that don't have it because they are considered secure and safe uh, for their users. So I, these kind of things don't bother me at all. If Google wants to regulate the yeah. fact that you know uh, if it's keeping up with trends in the marketplace, I'm totally fine with that. Now, if Google were to come out there and say, you know, what you can and can't post. And things like that. That's getting into a different conversation. Uh, but as far as just like the look and feel, and, and this again, it's, they're not really affecting how the internet looks, but they kind of are because in order to be ranked in their index, you're going to have to follow their guidelines, which and you need to be ranked in their index if you want to be an important website or in business, right? So, right. Uh, but for the most part, this kind of thing doesn't bother me at all. Now, does this algorithm change? Do they have a name? Like you know how they had like what, Hummingbird and Penguin and whatever, how many other names they've had for these past algorithm changes. Is there a name on this one yet? or uh, No name. They're just calling it the uh, mobile first uh, indexing. That's boring. So, it's not like Penguin or, or Hummingbird. I mean, come on, they should come up with some random animal. We should yeah, name it for true. them. Why don't, you, why don't you name it for them right now? Go ahead. Uh, I am going to call it the uh, Flaming Tomahawk. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> the flaming tomahawk algorithm update that's what we've been talking about here so that's right that's right we know you're listening we know google and facebook and you know all these major platforms are are among our seven listeners so go ahead and make it official <laughs> so from that standpoint it is now forevermore the flaming tomahawk so ladies and gentlemen <laughs> welcome to it 
I actually, actually, there's a there's a reason. Uh, there is something called the flaming tomahawk, but um, <laughs> is there? yeah, there is, and and it's when uh, if you're a guy and you're standing naked, right, and oh, you God. like you uh, you push your. Wait, wait, I, didn't, I didn't actually officially ask this question. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you anyway, man, because that's how I roll. So you, you you push your hips kind of you know back and forth as fast as you can until there's like a flapping that happens. A f- kind of a flapping like a flap like flap flap with your hips mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's the flaming tomahawk impress your girlfriend wow and say <laughs> this is what i learned today on marketing geeks everybody it's the flaming tomahawk take a look you, you know, know i would have been fine i would have been fine just naming the algorithm with the update i didn't need the back <laughs> i didn't need the origin story we talked about origin stories i didn't need an origin story for flaming tomahawk all right well you know what you got it live with it so there you go. I got I got a couple other pieces of uh, of marketing news or business news out in the world. Um, Facebook dating is uh, they've officially launched in Colombia of all places, but they're starting it in Colombia. I guess as a beta mm-hmm. test. Uh, they're launching Facebook dating. It's going to be free. It's uh, they're taking on Tinder and a lot of these apps. I, I don't know. Um, Tinder was came out after I was married, so uh, <laughs> so yeah. I never was on Tinder. I, I did. Uh, I actually met my wife on Match.com, believe it or not. Oh, okay. And that was back uh, – I was internet dating back in the early 2000s. Um, but this is this is interesting. This is a – it gets into – a lot of these apps, I think, are, are using Facebook to validate profiles anyway. So, if it, I mean, Facebook's been sitting on a gold mine and they're just kind of now stepping up. They're realizing that they're – they might be losing a little bit of market share in advertising due to all these scandals. So this is smart of them to get into this. And uh, and I think it also gets back into like what Facebook was founded on, which was to be a social network, um, not necessarily a news network or a, you know, a media network. So it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably succeed pretty big, especially since they're launching it for free to begin with, which will steal – that should steal some market share away. Um yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Or do you just distrust Facebook so much that this is going to flop? What do you think? Do you think Tinder's got a, the jump on them? I think it's just going to hook me up with my aunt is what's <laughs> going to happen. It's like, I was going to say, your perfect yeah. match happens to be, uh, yeah, your aunt. Your aunt has you know? 20 friends in common, so she would be the perfect match. <laughs> yeah, and she likes all your shit, so there you go. Like, <laughs> great, great. Wonderful. Just you wonderful. Know, but, you know what? I mean, Facebook, obviously, they're doing this because uh, if, uh, you know, everybody wants to get a little, you know, a little something, something and have someone they can show off their flaming tomahawk to. So, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I don't know. I hate Facebook. I really do. It's a it's I really hate Facebook. I just want to see it like I just want to see the ground open up and I want to see Wells Fargo, Facebook. All of these things just fall into the freaking ground, unless one of our seven listeners uh, likes Facebook and they're on. They're they're maybe then we love Facebook. Then we love Facebook. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this one? Snapchat is adding visual search for Amazon products. So now, when you when you're filming your Snapchats, which we all do every single day, because we love Snapchat and we're so young here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to detect like for instance in the in the article here there's an image of shoes it's like under armor shoes somebody's wearing it it'll detect the shoes and it'll be like now nah, you can buy these shoes oh, <laughs> so now you can have 
pop up ads in the middle of your live videos. <laughs> Yay. That's going to that's going to go over well. Well, you know, Snapchat, it was fun knowing you because uh, we all want to be advertised to that way. Right. Uh, but, uh, which is interesting though, because, uh, Amazon, I was just reading this story. Amazon is now the third biggest digital ad seller in the U S behind Google and Facebook. Now, well, you know, what makes me, well, you know, what this kind of makes me think of though, Andros, before we go into that is like when VR and AR become a little bit bigger, like this is probably what's going to happen is you're going to have your AR goggles on, you'll be walking down the street and then like all these things will just be like, you'll, you'll look at somebody's t-shirt and they'll be like, buy this now. Here it is. Here's the link. And like everything's just going to be an ad going forward as soon as the, this technology takes off. This is probably how they're going to monetize AR and VR right here. Oh, man. They just have these pop-ups up here with products you can buy. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, if if they do it that way, it's not going to take off. So, uh, and that was- You got to wait at least a year. Yeah. Right? You got to wait a year before you do that. Exactly. Well, that, I mean, that was one of the things that we talked about. It's like millennials don't respond to advertising right now. And so, uh, you know, you've got to do it in a very subtle way. I mean, the web is designed to manipulate you, especially uh, the way that some of these algorithms, they, they, they manipulate people so subtly that- uh, you don't even notice how badly you're being manipulated. And, you know, one of the things that as we really start, you know, coming to terms with what Amazon is, the fact that Amazon has basically uh, destroyed the retail landscape within America and that uh, that it, it the, the people that work in their warehouses are, you know, they work hard, but they don't make enough money to support themselves. So they have to apply to public assistance. And then Amazon has to, uh, you know, it gives, it gets the post office basically for free. So, so Amazon costs the American taxpayers a lot of money, right? Uh, because, and we're giving it a lot of money. So it's interesting to think about what the repercussions on some of this stuff is because it's all fairly new and it has a ripple effect. Right. So, um, you know, I, I was in fact, I was dealing with uh, interestingly enough, I had a client that I was uh, dealing with. They had a very large uh, retail company. They were not on Amazon. And at first I was telling them, maybe you should think about going to Amazon. But when they told me, well, our products are actually with these retailers all over the world, I really started to think about it. And I'm like, wow, you know, they they are making a conscious decision to not be on Amazon simply because it's going to hurt their brick and mortar stores that they sell their product through. So, you know, we, we, you gotta, I mean, it's convenient. Yes. But, uh, it's also taking, it's sucking a lot of resources. This, this, I have a, I have a story for you that also is from today. That's going to make you love Amazon even more. Are you ready for this one? I'm so ready. So Amazon's been basically running sting operations on their delivery truck drivers. So this is what they're doing. They are planting fake packages uh, that do not have a – so they're basically – there's excess inventory in the truck. And they're trying to set the truck drivers up to see if they're going to steal them or not. Um, and that's what they're doing. So apparently they got, they, somebody leaked this or I don't, uh, I don't know how it came out, but they've been planting fig. They've been trying to basically catch truck drivers, trying to steal from them in the act. Like they're making enough money. I mean, they could write off the, the loss. I think there's better ways of going about discovering whether an employee is stealing from you or not personally. I think that's a little excessive to plant fake packages and see if they uh, disappear or not. What do you, what do you think? Is that a little well, you know, or what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you this. This is actually true. My mother, you know, who's 78, she uh, she wanted to get some new carpet. 
And so she got a job in the giant Amazon uh, warehouse that just opened up near her house. And so she thought, okay, I'll work there, you know, and see how that works. Um, the woman is 78. They make her work these 10-hour shifts. There are no chairs in the facility. You cannot sit down. And you have to move a certain amount of boxes at a certain pace. They actually put these like uh, trackers on you. So they track exactly how fast you go. Your breaks are timed to the minute. And this is in the um, United and basically, States. Is that right? Yeah, this is in, this is in the United States. And uh, the the what she was describing was an environment that was so horrible that uh, I I mean you can Google this uh, I, I I think that there's some interesting things here because you know we and we've talked about how a, a, the the history of a company uh, their story is important and you know we've got to really take a moment to think about what this giant company, this $1 trillion company that has, makes more money than most countries make, like what they're really doing like on a, on a grand 95% scheme. 95% of most countries probably, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that said, they also now have the third biggest advertising, uh, you know, platform in, in, on the internet. So, so you have to deal with them. I mean, it's like they're, it's one way or another, you have to somehow, if you're a marketer, if you have a product, you have to consider Amazon. But is that one of those things where you do like a Nike, where you have to make a stand and say, okay, I'm going to like purposefully not put my money into Amazon or my energy. And yes, my competitors are all doing it. But at what point do we say, well, we have to collectively make a stand against something that may be not right for the environment or for people mm -hmm. or for commerce in general? You know, well, I mean, I'm problem. all about the free what I think the problem here is that you you let these companies like the Facebooks and Amazon and, and some of these these companies we are and Google we let them get you know for years and years they were building these basic monopolies in certain market segments and we kind of just sat back and let it happen and now and now here they are trillion hitting trillion dollar marks and uh, and now people are starting to go oh whoops. <laughs> I think that yeah. the writing was on the wall for a long time. If you're worried about having companies uh, in antitrust situations and monopolies, um, we probably should have acted faster if that was going to be a concern. Uh, and now here we are where Amazon controls – I mean they're in everything. Amazon is in everything. They're in yeah. shipping. They're in cloud hosting. They're in – uh, shop. They're in e-commerce. They're in yeah. uh, video. They have a Netflix basic clone. I mean, Amazon Prime Video. I mean, everything. And there's a lot more so that I'm not even saying. <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, it brings up so it brings up this interesting uh, concept because you know, with their Amazon uh, AWS. Uh, uh, product, which uh, is basically a hosting product for large scale data. I mean, Tinder's on there. Uh, you know, some of these other huge platforms are, are using the Amazon cloud services to serve their, uh, their systems. But, uh, but, but, you know, that is really the, the kind of the full extent of the free hand of the marketplace. Uh, you know, capitalism at run amok. But on the other hand, which is, and this is kind of interesting, you know, Alex Jones lost PayPal as a uh, payment uh, server now. You, did you hear about this? 
I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So so now uh, Donald Trump is insisting that they start doing hearings on how some of these platforms are censoring right wing uh, conspiracy kooks, right? So the, the 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 funny this is the funny thing is that uh, capitalism is all fine and good, and companies should be allowed to do whatever they want, unless it interferes with someone's agenda, right? Because well, theoretically, if, when a company can refuse service, theoretically there should be an alternative for them to go to, though, too. And when you uh, when you have a monopoly, like if if you have something like Facebook that controls you know ninety plus percent of social media, and you have Google controlling ninety nine percent of uh, web traffic searches, then that's where you get into a problem where it's like, okay, if a company that controls everything refuses service, that's a bit of a different dilemma than if a uh, if there was like if Bing had fifty percent market share and Google had fifty percent market share, where there were like a hundred different search engines to choose from. That'd be a little bit different, right? Right. Or is that what do you think? Well, I mean, I it is it is a company's prerogative. There, you know, free speech goes as far as like you know the government goes. I can stand on the corner and say whatever I want, but if if a private company wants to refuse service to me, they're allowed to do that. It says so in the terms. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Yeah, it's, there, you know, the question though is is what if is there a size that's too big if they control too much of a market share? Is that still okay for a company to be able to refuse service? That'd be the question. Well, which which goes into what you know, kind of what they were saying about the banks. If they're too big to fail, they're probably too big to exist, right? So, so this is what happens. You know, you can't have it both ways. If you want untouched capitalism, so it can run amok and do whatever it wants, then then you're going to have a situation where if that if that entity that is that big that controls that much of the market share decides it doesn't want to have give you service then you know you are free according to those rules to start your own google you could do that if you want you know but so so yeah, you're you're 20 years too late but yeah go ahead. yeah exactly so you know these are all ethical and moral dilemmas i personally don't believe that the free hand of the marketplace uh, will eventually write itself. I think that there needs to be rules around these things. I mean, for God's sakes, Candyland has rules. You know, you've got to have rules. Um, but if you and if you don't have rules, then you're going to have situations like we've been having. Um, that said, can I, can I just share like an, I wanted to share an interesting stat about uh, how powerful Amazon's AWS program is because they control a good percentage of all the servers not only in the US but in the world. Uh, here's a few here's a few companies that Amazon hosts. I always wanted to go through this like a few companies that Amazon is hosting on their platform. Uh, Netflix, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Turner Broadcasting, the BBC, ESPN, Adobe, Twitter. So those are uh, those are not lightweights. That's a few big companies yeah. that they're hosting to their servers, right? Right. <laughs> so yeah. That's a powerful powerful company and nobody even knows most people in the general public don't even know Amazon is a host, has a hosting service because everyone thinks of them as the e-commerce store in the general public, right? The public side, everyone's just like, oh, they're like an e-commerce store. People, you could just buy products from them. But they are so much, so much more than that. Exactly. So when you're talking about that, that uh, Amazon, not only do are they control most of the commerce in the United States, they're also uh, now the, the third largest uh, ad space 
uh, digital seller as well. I mean, that's a lot of power, you know, that's a lot of power and, and that power runs from us, right? We, we empower it. So, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective, you have to look at Amazon, you have to look at how they're running the, the show, but from a, from a more humanistic standpoint, um, that thing is a, is is like a an organism, and and is it an organism yeah. that's good for humanity? I don't know, you know. But you, and is it self is it self aware yet? Is it self aware yet? Because it's probably <laughs> they're probably building AI technology at Amazon. They're building it at Google. Pretty soon, these companies will have self awareness, and they're going to run amok. Well, well, one thing is for sure. I know what will have self awareness sooner than later. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that's right. Oh, my God, it is the Sex Robot Report. Uh-huh. Brought to you by Marketing Geeks, the Sex Robot Report. Give me some horn. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of sex robots giving you a flaming tomahawk. Okay. What do you what do you got for us this week? Let's hear it. What do you got for us? Uh, this is from the Mirror UK. Uh, first sex robot brothel in the U.S. enrages religious groups because quote it trains men to be rapists. Hmm. hmm. Kiki Estal customers will be able to quote rent a robot in a private room before deciding whether or not to buy one. Now we hit a story uh, similar to this a couple of weeks ago, uh, but uh, but the new development here is that uh, some religious groups are becoming very very upset because they think that having a sex doll available to you is going to train men to be rapists. Hmm. And, uh, well, I guess the argument, the argument that I would say here would be, well, I, I, and I don't, I don't actually know the research on this, but I mean, like, if you think back to like when they introduced toy guns and then when like they introduced the video games, like grand theft auto did toy guns and grand theft auto, did they create more, killing things like that so that's like that's the comparison that i would make here so then if we were to introduce these robots and now uh and people can act out their uh their id desires right there we're going into the freudian id acting out those um is that going to create is that going to cross over into the real world that's the question so i mean it's a that's a fair i I mean i don't i think that's a fair um point to bring up i don't I don't know if it's really going to happen that way, though. What do you think? Well, I, you know, it. I, I think. I think that. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that a sex robot is going to train someone to be a rapist because, uh, you know, and this is where I think a lot of these groups get it wrong. Uh, rape isn't about sex; it's about power. And you know, as um, uh, you know, every, uh, one of my favorite quotes from house of cards is, uh, you know, everything is about sex except for sex. That's about power. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, it's, it, it, I think that the sex robot actually gives a, um, uh, gives a, a, a different, a, a different it's a different avenue for a different type of purpose right mm-hmm. uh people people i think who commit rape is really it's it's really a whole different kind of mindset a sex robot is i mean it's just 
a, a piece of plastic that's like lying there, right? So I don't know. I mean, I, I can't get into the mindset on this sort of thing at all because I don't have I'm, I'm not in that mindset, right? So I don't I don't know the answer to this question. Um, but I do think that uh, that when religious groups themselves come at it with like thinking that by eliminating the conduit for sin, you're going to eliminate the sin. Uh, that gets into a whole different type of, uh, I think that this is thinking backwards, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's a, I think, uh, you make an interesting point there with the, uh, yeah, if you just eliminate the mechanism, that's probably not going to change the behavior. Yeah. I mean, but we're getting into uncharted territory too. So I have no idea. Neither, neither do I, but I, have no idea. I do know that that concludes our sex robot report. <laughs> For the week. Oh, yeah. It keeps, it keeps getting weirder. It just keeps getting weirder. You know what, man? We're in weird territory. Just in general. We're in like an alternate reality. I don't know. What the hell? But I do know we will be back next week with another sex robot report. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. So, um... Uh, finally, one of the things that I want to, uh, touch on before we wrap up the show, uh, two more bits of geek news. One of them is, uh, uh, Kingman three gets a release date. This is, uh, you, you actually like the Kingman, uh, franchise, don't you? I like the first movie. Um, the second movie was okay. It was watchable. Not, not great. I mean, it had some, it had good action sequences, but not a great movie overall. Uh, I typically like the director, like Matthew Vaughn has directed. He directed the first Kick-Ass movie. He directed um, X-Men First Class. So usually I like his movies for the most part. Uh, and he directed the both Kingsman movies. So I, I have a little bit of faith in this, but I, I don't really care. I, I probably won't even see it, to be honest. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll rent it, you know, something like that, or I'll download it off of some streaming service in the future. Uh, Are you going to use your movie pass for it? (laughs) If movie movie pass is still around, (laughs) I might use my movie pass. Now that, I mean, this movie is probably not due out for another year. So we're talking, we're talking very far in the future as far as movie passes, survival potential. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know that movie pass will be around when this movie comes out. It's uh, but I, I have not canceled my movie pass, nor do I intend to. And I continue to use it. I just saw the predator with it last week. Not a good movie. That's all you need to know. Oh, I like The Predator. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the franchise, but the movie was bad. It was bad. Okay. And that's... I got, uh, I got, I got one more piece of geek news for you. Yeah? This is uh, about... We talked about the Joker movie last week, right? We went into that's right. that pretty deep. Uh-huh. So this is a new story that came out. They uh, Jared Leto is not out as the Joker. Really? In fact, the Joker movie that they're making is in an alternate universe, apparently. And the uh, the Jared Leto gangster Joker still exists, and they are working simultaneously on a Harley and Joker movie, which according to website JoeBlow.com – yes, that's a real website. It's a good one too, actually uh, – is a going to be a mix of Bad Santa, which is uh, a movie starring Billy Bob Thornton, and This Is Us. And that just sounds terrible. That's all. So <laughs> yeah, so so we got we got this is us and bad Santa put it together. This is bad. That's all. That's, <laughs> so we already know. We already know how that's going to go. Um, and finally, to wrap up the show, I want to talk a little bit about Captain Marvel. Now, if you haven't seen the preview, 
go check out the preview for Captain Marvel because first of all, the movie looks pretty badass, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I was impressed. I'm not familiar with Captain Marvel the character so much, but I also wasn't familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy and a lot of these other characters. So yeah, I think it looks great. It uh, exceeded my expectations for a trailer. Uh, and I have a lot of faith because it comes from Marvel Studios and they haven't really let me down on pretty much anything. So It's true. Uh, Marvel movies are kind of like sex with robots. They go from absolutely mind-blowing to pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me quite, on that. Quite the metaphor. Quite a metaphor. <laughs> So, so uh, the thing, the thing with uh, uh, with Captain Marvel, the one there's one element in there which I find completely interesting, and that is they uh, did something uh, really fascinating where they uh, took Samuel Jackson and they a they de aged him to 1989, um, so he looks like a young Samuel Jackson, and and he they looks, did that uh, all the way. He looks just like he looks in Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance. He looks just like Zeus from that movie. You remember Die Hard with right. a Vengeance? He looks I do. Because like he's wearing like the same glasses and everything. It's a, it's a well, that technology is getting better and better. He, it looks like young Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I wasn't super, I was, I was impressed with it in, uh, the, uh, in, in the Civil War movie when they had young uh, Robert Downey Jr. Wasn't so impressed with it with Ant-Man and the Wasp when they had uh, – uh, young Michael Douglas and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. It, it was okay. It still looked a little CGI-ish, but the from the preview so far, the Samuel Jackson de-aging technique is pretty darn good. And apparently he's in most of the movie. And so, I mean, that's a lot of pixel painting they had to do. But, uh, but you know, the thing that's interesting about the Marvel movies is that from a marketing standpoint, it's it's continuously perpetuating its own brand like the marketing that they do is like pretty amazing and someone cuts together these trailers and at the end of it it's like holy smokes like you know i'm ready to plunk down my money after after seeing that yeah no i, I think it looks i think it looks good and talking about the technology again with the de-aging the only movie that um that which this was actually different when they actually tried to recreate um What's his name in Rogue One? That character, what was the general's name or whatever? Oh yeah, what's that character with the bony cheeks? Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin. Tonk, 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 there you Tarkin. Go. When they when they recreated Tarkin, Tarkin, that looked to me that looked super fake, and that one didn't work. Uh, but when they're using it on real actors, and you know, and I think when this technology first rolled out, they actually did this back in like X Men Three, mm-hmm. which was the one they de-aged like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, and it looked pretty bad. It looked like kind of fake. It's come a long way, so we're 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 at a place where this technology is getting better and better. Yeah, the- uh, there's a movie on Netflix, uh, and I, I forget the. It's following um, one of the. What is it for? What is like one of the tabloid papers or tabloid websites has a, uh, they have a show on Netflix now and they did a thing about creating how they can recreate people and create like fake videos of people talking. And they showed how they made hmm. like Trump saying like random things and they recreated his voice kind of in it. It's not perfect, but it's pretty impressive how close, <laughs> how, how far it's come. It, you could tell it's fake still, but it's uh, it's getting eerie. And, and, and you know, you think you you extrapolate out ten years, and this like this technology is really going to be. Scary well, I, I just want to let everyone know that if I say anything that has offended anybody, or you see me doing anything that may be questionable in nature, I just want to let you know it's been faked. 
the technology. It's not really me. I didn't do it. That's true. Everybody has an alibi in the future. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a bonus episode this week, aren't we? Wasn't that the plan? That's right. We will do, we're doing a bonus episode this week, so we will have a second episode drop later in the week. But uh, please, everybody, join us for our amazing webinar, which is free to you. Check the show notes for the link. So just go to iTunes, go to the show notes. You'll find the link to the webinar. If you don't, if you can't figure out how to access the show notes, message us on LinkedIn or email us at realmarketinggeeks at gmail.com and we will get you that link. That's right. From the Netherlands, the socialist capital of Europe. And from Camarillo, California, the capitalist Californian economy country.